0: Hello, welcome to Hope Church Harrogate's message of the week. If you'd like to connect with us, please head over to hopeharrogate.co.uk forward slash connect. We'd love to hear from you. Hello, my name is Rachel Turner and I get to preach today. Hi! Uh, I like when people wave at me, I appreciate it. Um, right, today, well, you do have pieces of paper on your... Uh, chairs. You may be keeping them warm right now, but you know, pull them out. And uh, I do have some pencils for you, but forgot to hand them out. So, can I have some help handing them out while I tell you a story? Um, uh, can I have, where's, yes, oh, yes, please, thank you. I appreciate that. Melania, thank you very much. Oh, yes, thank you very much, thank you. Grab a handful, make sure everyone has one. Uh, have I told you the story? I, I just went ministered in Sweden. Have I told you a story about Sweden? I can't remember possible, about a box of books. Okay, so while you're getting pencils, this has nothing to do with the sermon, this is just a filler, Uh, Winskin Minister in Sweden, they want some of the books that I have, so I put them in the box, the boxes were rattling around, so I put some stuff in there to make sure that it wasn't rattling around, because you don't want to get arrested for like, what is that? So I go there, and I get there, and we're about to go up, and the bookstore people say, can I have a box of your books, we can put them in the bookstall. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, 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 sure, no problem. And, you know, it's a new country. I've, I've only been to Sweden once before to minister, so I'm still trying to get the language and the culture and what's going on. I'm quite nervous. It's quite a big thing. And um, and so I go get my box of the books, and it was this very kind, very proper older gentleman um, who just had so much dignity and just just bearing and grace, and I handed him my box of books, and he smiled, he said thank you, and, and he took my box of books, and he started to open the box of books, and it was in that moment I realized that I had packed the books to not rattle with all of my underwear for the week. <laughs> charge of the l- largest book company in Sweden, a box of my underwear, and I was like, oh, and so <laughs> before he managed to open it, I managed to leap it and be like, I forgot something, <laughs> and then I ran all the way to the back room, and <laughs> to get, but now I don't know what to do, so I'm shoving all of my underwear in my back, and uh, then brought it, oh, well, it's fine now, and I brought it out, so we almost had an international incident, but um, <laughs> just so you know. Slash, I almost was out of underwear for the week. So it could have gone wrong in so many ways, but uh, it didn't. Thank you very much, uh, my assistants. I very much appreciate your kindness. Thank you. Uh, So never boring where I go. So uh, what I'd love to do is start off by you have a piece of paper. And what I'd love for you to do is I'd like for you to write down something for me. When you become a Christian... There's a moment where you become a Christian and then then you have your whole like post-Christian life. And I would like you to write down you can write down multiple things if you would like to or just one if you want. But I'd like you to write down what a Christian is supposed to do? What like what is life as a Christian supposed to be like after you've had the moment? Like what are you supposed to do? What are, what is life supposed to be like? What what it, what is the the should you're supposed to accomplish or the the life you're supposed to live. Write down what what comes to your head when you're thinking life as a Christian is supposed to be this. It's made up of doing this. Just write down what it is. Or you can discuss with somebody else and they can write it down for you because everyone likes writing. Now for me... I became a Christian when I was four. I very vividly remember. I remember sitting there, um, and it was flannel graphs. Back in the day where there were flannels, and there was a little Jesus who was like this on a cross. And I remember somebody explaining me to me the simpleness of the fact that God loves me, and he wants to be with me. And people said, no, I want to do what I want, not what you want. And they walked away from God, and something separated us. That's called sin that separated us because we couldn't live holy and perfect like, like God was, and, and our choices separated us. And God pursued us throughout years and decades and centuries, telling us of his love and calling us to him and showing us ways to identify our sin. And he sent Jesus to then pay for that sin so that I don't have to bear the weight of that. And now all I need to say yes is to and say yes to Jesus because he came to take away everything and provide a way back. And I remember being four, and I remember going, I want that, looking at that flannel graph of like yes. And I remember saying, God, I am sorry for all the things that have, I have done wrong, and I want you to come into my life now. And I remember the feeling of new life. I, I can I so vividly remember that feeling of new life. But then what? Because sometimes we're like, woo, it's about the moment. We got the moment. But then we have a whole life of walking with God next. And if you're like me, I could probably make a list of like 50,000 things that we're supposed to do as Christians, and then you read the Bible more, and you're like, love mercy, ask justly, love God. And it gets this big list, and you're like, I'm never going to be able to do this list. So I, if, if I had you all read out the things that are on your paper, we might have a thousand different things, and it can, be, it, it can so easily become about constantly not measuring up to the perfectness that Jesus already provided for. And we get buried in this idea of what it should be. And we forget that it's actually about the joy and the hope that we got when we entered into this new life. And so what I wanted to do was talk about the three things that now we get to live and hope with in our Christian life. What the Christian life should be like, is only three things. And everything that you've written down, I will guarantee you, will fit into these three things. So we don't have to walk around listing things and letting them bury on our shoulders and trying to be overwhelmed. And so I'm going to talk through these three things. And as I do, when I hit the one that you think yours applies to, we're going to have them gathered up so that by the end, we'll be able to see that everything that we thought of in this room Is really only part of three things. And in these Altogether services for the next year, we're going to be looking at what these three things look like in everyday life. The first one is this. May I have my first slide? No? Okay, don't mock my slides, all right? I don't know how to make them pretty and fancy, and every time I do, it looks like clip art from the 80s. So you get this. No, and enjoy Jesus. Now, I would like to highlight this because this can often feel like, oh, now we've got to get, now, it's a, now it's all about head knowledge. I've got to get a lot of head knowledge. I've got to know a lot. So I'm going to do a quiz for you because I want to see who can know me. So I would like to, to raise your hand if you know the answer to this question. What country am I from? Raise your hand if you think you know the answer to that question. Where am I from? England. I do live in England, it's true, but my voice sounds a bit funny because I wasn't born in England. Who thinks they know where I'm from? Where am I from? America. I am. Very good. Now, how did you all know that I was born in America? how do you know? Well, my accent. Yes, you've heard me preach. We've been together in a community. Great. Uh, am I an introvert or an extrovert? Raise your hand if you think you know this answer. Raise your hand if you think you know this answer. Sandy. Both. Wrong. (laughs) Sandra. I'm an introvert. It's true. I desperately am a super big introvert. Uh, And those of you who know it, because I've said it in sermons sometimes. Right. What does my sneeze sound like? Caleb. It sounds like a chipmunk. (laughs) Can you demonstrate for us? (laughs) Mark, do you want to demonstrate? (laughs) Fine. All right. Another question. Uh, What do I like to do when eating at home at lunch? What do I do almost every day eating home at lunch? Ooh. Yes, what do you think I do? I talk. I do talk. That's true. That's a good idea. Very good. Any other ideas of people things that I do at home? What do I do, Harvey? Eat. It's like you're with me all the time. <laughs> Scary. Mark, what do I do at home when I eat? I like to watch the TV, and what do we tend to watch, Caleb? The office. It's very good. And my last question. Do I snore? Correct answers only. (laughs) Wait, on. Husbands, do you want to give him advice on this moment? Or are we? Mark David! Now my question is this, hands down. How did they know answers that other people didn't? How, tell me, how did they know? Because I told them I did not tell him I snore. I would never. How did they know? Because they spend time with me. How else? Because they're sleep deprived. No. <laughs> Called on you without processing. How? How? Because they love me and live with me. So often we look at know and enjoy Jesus and we think it's about, have I put enough information in my brain and do I know the information? But the Bible is really clear about our knowing Jesus. Can I have the next slide, please? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Jesus came that we may know the very heart of God and walk with him in everyday life. Not just in the fact that I can read the Bible and I can understand information about God, but so that we can know God's heart as much as my, much more than my family knows what it's like to live with me. When we walk into relationship with God through Jesus' sacrifice, when we get to walk with Jesus every day, we get to know like what his heart sneezes sound like, but instead we get to know what his, makes his heart sad, what makes his heart joyful, and we get to laugh with him and watch TV with him, and we get to delight in him, and it gets to be this everyday life with God. There was a, a um, was I going to say that? I'll say it now. I was um, really struggling this week, um, just, you know, one of those weeks where you're just like buried, and, um, and I think I'd gone a bit quiet, You know how sometimes you're like, not that you forget God exists, but it's been a while. And I was sitting watching The Office, and out of nowhere, all of a sudden, I just felt the presence of God in the room. I don't know if you've ever noticed that we are just like, whoop And so I paused. I didn't turn it off. I paused. (laughs) And I just felt in my heart, God say, hi, what are you doing and I started sobbing, like, 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 just sobbing, like I had just been reunited with my aunt that I adore and I haven't seen her in years, that sense of reuniting. And I, I hadn't felt like I was far from God until God himself said hi. And then I was like, oh, I miss you. I'm doing this all by my own and I don't know what I'm doing. And it just flowed out of me. And there is a companionship of Jesus that we are called into, that we can know and love and enjoy Jesus That we get to walk with. And we're going to spend a whole year talking about how we live that relationship with God. The second thing that I'd like to do is talk about how we can be intentionally transformed by Jesus. When we see in scripture, we don't just see us going, Hey, come into a relationship with God and hang out with him and do nothing. Uh, And it will change you not at all. You're just going to, you know, have a great friend. Uh, Scripture says something really clear about it. Can I have the next slide. It says this, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who are with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. So like when we get to like really see him, we're being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And that means that when we come into relationship We get to be transformed to be more and more and more like Jesus. And sometimes we think that will be boring. (laughs) Um, But Jesus is not boring. Jesus is the ultimate freedom. Can you imagine being free from what other people think of you and free from sin and free from desires you don't want and free from anything besides joy and peace? I would like to be that, please. And that is the promise of what God has for us. And it sort of looks like this. When we come into relationship with God, when we say yes to Jesus, we are like butter. (laughs) Okay, yes, I know it's not real butter. Don't judge me. Right. And then, thank you. I appreciate that. And then we come into this relationship and something fundamental changes. We get this, this sugar and it mixes up. Now, it says in Scripture that we are a new creation. Have you ever been cooking and don't put too much sugar in the butter? There's no going back. It, just so you know, it's painful and it's sad. There's no going back. This is new now. This is a new thing. We have this moment with Jesus where we come and our sins are forgiven and we enter into relationship and we are this new, beautiful, very, very tasty thing. Uh, And it's wonderful. But then God doesn't just go, "Woo!" I'll leave that there. God says something different. He says, okay, let's go on a transformation journey. And we add in eggs and we add in other things and he takes us on a step-by-step journey of life with him. And every day, We are brought closer to Him. Every day, He teaches us new things. We go through seasons where we need to call out to Him. He puts us in relationships where that feeds into us. And every day, we can intentionally choose to say yes to God's transformation until we end up more and more and more like this beautiful cake that I made earlier (laughs) through the blessing of Waitrose. We're headed into this beautiful exciting freedom of freedom from sin and freedom from pain and freedom from difficulty and freedom from desires that aren't of Him. freedom of of fear and we're headed into this and every step Jesus himself is saying if you say yes to this journey I want to intentionally form you more and more and more into the freedom of life with him so that's the second thing So he wants us to know and enjoy God. He wants us to intentionally be transformed by Jesus. And the last thing is he wants us. Oh, I think I probably had more scripture for you. Could I see the next slide? Yeah, more scripture, just in case you wanted it. Um, He talks about that he is um, beginning a good work in you, that he will carry on to the completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He's committed to this thing. Uh, even if we're a bit wishy-washy. And I think what I love about the cake analogy is there are times where you're just cooking. Sometimes you feel like transformation has to be like constantly feeling like you're moving forward. Sometimes you're just sitting, and that's okay. Sometimes you're just pausing, and that's all right because it's all part of the transformation process. The third thing that Jesus did is inviting us into in hope and joy is that we get to join in with Jesus. Can I have my things for this part? I am a very capable woman, and in my capableness, I want to show you what I can do. I myself can take 10 balloons and get them across this room. Behold, my amazingness. Are you ready? Yes, 10 (laughs) balloons. I can even do it flippy if I wanted to. All the way across and all the way back. I don't need you. I can do it all by myself. Jesus, can I see the verse? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The God who parted the Red Seas, the God who is faithful and joyful, the God who has all power on earth, the creator God, the provider God, the God who rescues and saves is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And right now, he is in the world doing that. Right now, he is meeting and ministering to the brokenhearted, Right now, he is calling people to him. Right now, he is rescuing and saving. And he can do it all on his own without us. And yet, he says, want to play? And he invites us to join in. My task is, can you get 10 balloons from that side to the other side and back again? It might look messier, but it's a lot more fun. Are you ready? 10 balloons this side to that side and back. No, you can just disseminate that way. Don't force them to move. Are you ready? What? Wow, you just started. Not there. Great. Go that way. Hey, restart over on that side. From there, just hand it to them. Now that way, all the way there, and back. All the way there. All the way there. All the way to the ends. What are you, opting out? What are these people? All the way to the end. Excellent. And back. Keep track of which way they're going. Keep going, keep going. Mark, you're gonna need those to gather them at the end. Keep going. It's getting stuck over here. Come on. (laughs) Hey, good job. Get it going back. Get it going back. Get it going back. Nice, nice. Keep it going, all the way back. Oh, come on, here we go, there we go. Get some power. All the way to the back, all the way to the back. Now my question is, Mark's gonna count them to make sure we don't have any lone ones, don't let it touch the floor. Natural competitiveness is good. Oh, we, had a, we have a lone one. Oh, Jesus never left one behind. Though the nine balloons may be lost, one may. Do you have ten balloons? Right. When that was happening, you had to pay attention to what was happening. You had to figure out what your part was. Sometimes it was to stand up and move around. Sometimes it was to hit it. Sometimes it was just to watch it and laugh. But that was much more fun than just watching me walk across. Jesus invites us to join in with him in the work of the kingdom not because of our skills. He can do it much more efficiently without us. It's chaos, and it's not pretty, and it goes in the wrong direction sometimes, but we get to be a part of the work of God. If you look at the piece of paper on your hand, the one that you wrote down, which ones fit into knowing and and enjoying Jesus? Wave them in the air if what you wrote down was about knowing and loving Jesus. All right, put your hands down. Which ones that you wrote down was about being intentionally formed and going on that journey with God? Put your hands down. Which ones were about joining in with Jesus and changing the world? Put your hands down. Is there any that you don't think fit into the three? It's as simple as that. We get to come into relationship and we get to go on a hope-filled, joyful journey of becoming more and more into freedom, of knowing and enjoying the God who loves us, being transformed to be more like him and joining in with him to do what he's doing in the world. It's a beautiful life. If you're here and you have not said yes to Jesus and you're at the beginning of that and say that's the kind of life I want, then it's really simple to just say to God, I have walked away from you. My heart is, is covered in that thing that has separated me and you. And I want that to go away. I acknowledge, Jesus, that you came to take that away. And I want you to be king of my life, that I might be in relationship with you. If you want to have questions about that, if you want to explore that, come talk to Adam after the service. Um, He would love to chat with you uh, for a long time. But we're going to go on this journey all over the year and talk more and more and more about how we can do these three things, that we may live in the freedom and joyfulness and in the hope of a life with God.